0: Tony Cc. Tony Ceci. Hey guys, welcome to another While My Batteries Charge with Crafty McCrafterson. <laughs> Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the 124th scale Axial SCX-24s and the course that I am making for them and kind of the project that I have going on with it. I really like this platform. You know, I wasn't sold on this scale or this size of a scale vehicle before when I got the first ones that have been out. But I really dig these Axial SCX-24s. I think they're capable. I think they're fun. And, uh, you know, it changes the small-scale RC world for me. And so because of that, I wanted to make a course here in my studio that I could play with them on and set up some different things. But I want it to be portable. I've seen a lot of these that are like big pieces of plywood or, you know, that don't look like you could transport them. I want to be able to move mine around. Also, I want to be able to kind of turn things around or change up the way that they're set up so that it's different. Um, I don't always have to run it the same exact way. And so that's what I'm working on right now. What I've done is I've taken basically a scrap piece of half a sheet of plywood I had in the garage. It was four by four feet. And uh, I ripped that into three pieces, basically cut it into thirds. So they're 16 inches wide and four feet long. And that's because the section that I have over here uh, on the opposite wall of my backdrop for my uh, videos basically is something like, a, you know, we have the dormer window style thing. So it's the, the roof comes down there and there's uh, a short wall and it has a uh, some kind of a shelving unit there with cubes in it. Something from. Target, I believe uh, there's actually three of them side by side to make this wall of cubes that I can put camera equipment and all that kind of stuff into. But on top of that, right now I have my semi trucks. And so I think I'm going to move them on top of my studio backdrop wall on the shelves that I have there. And so I needed to make it narrow enough that these could fit on top of the shelf. They'll, they'll overhang a little bit, but that's fine. They They won't be so weighted that they'll fall off. But, um, yeah, so that's why I did so narrow, but I also, you know, if I want to take them down, I can put them, you know, side by side as a square and then put little bridges from one to the other where things might not line up well, or, uh, there's just options that I have to work with. And so basically the process for me was, uh, watching a fresh squeezed RC video where he had used plaster cloth. And I'd seen this before, and we were looking at it for doing model stuff with my son. He's got a little modeling room that we built him under the stairs. It actually used to be a closet we converted into his little crafting room that he can go and hide away from the animals. They can't knock over his stuff. Uh, the cats won't mess with it, basically, is the problem. And so we, you know, I bought him a whole bunch of stuff from Woodland Scenics for Christmas, and we've been working with it. And I thought, you know, I saw that he had done that, and I thought, well, that's a great way to do this. So... I just walked into Walmart and started looking around at things like, what can I put this plaster cloth over to give me some different terrain and textures and, um, different complications, you know, for the truck to encounter. And, uh, so I knew right away, I would get some of the, you know, packing paper and I get so many boxes here, you guys, it's insane. Um, so I have so many packing materials. Uh, I mean, I, I recycle a lot of it, but I do try to keep some on hand. So I do have rolls of it, but I also have it that comes in all the boxes that I get. And uh, so I just had a bunch come in the mail the other day with the rival MT-10 and uh, some of the other vehicles that I've bought recently. And so I started crumpling that up and putting it onto the board. But when I was at Walmart, I found um, this idea to use the aluminum baking tins or sheets That you can get that you make cakes in and stuff like that because it's got like a hillish size form to it, I guess. And then you just kind of push it in and crumple it or push up the middle. You can make all different kinds of shapes out of it pretty easily and mold it. And then you just put your um, plaster cloth over it to take on the shape and harden. And it's been super cool how it works. So mixing that with boxes that I have on hand or you know, I bought some just to show what you could do. So I bought some 78-cent boxes at Walmart that you can cut up and make into shapes. I'm going to make one of them into a tunnel, I think, uh, but I've been keeping styrofoam and things like that out of boxes as well that I can use to make some different shapes. And that's probably what I'm going to be working on tonight. But um, yeah, so just trying to be innovative and think through how I could do this and make it pretty cool. Uh, the One of the cool things that I saw on Fresh Squeeze was he had like the old Lozy rocks that you could buy for their Lozy crawler that they had um, back in the day. And so I saw some of the like cupcake tins at the dollar store. And that's where I'd actually get these tins, these aluminum ones. If you've got a dollar store near you, you can go in there and just buy a whole bunch of this aluminum stuff for like a dollar each. And so for like 10 bucks, you can get quite a bit of stuff to work with more than you probably need, especially if you stack that on top of other things and use it in conjunction with paper or even um, like the bubble wrap kind of stuff that comes in packaging. You can use that, uh, tape it into, you know, little sections to kind of fill areas and space that you're basically covering over and creating shapes with out of the plaster cloth. Um, But it's a pretty messy (laughs) undertaking. I will say that, but it's pretty easy. You basically cut off strips of this paper cloth, which is like a mesh that has plaster on it already, dip it in water, and then you just lay it over your uh, your course, and then you kind of smooth it, the plaster to fill in as many of the holes as you can. Um, it hasn't worked perfectly, but some, some of them where it's not, I just kind of double up the plaster cloth, uh, but I also was just actually watching a video that showed that one side has more plaster than the other, and I wasn't kind of paying attention to that, so I will from now on try to pay attention to which side of the sheet has more plaster and put that face up so I can smooth that plaster out over the, um, the cloth, but it also smooths out better when you have something as a backer behind it. And, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I might be getting it too wet as well. And it's kind of falling off. The plaster is falling off. I don't know. Uh, but overall it's working really great takes about 24 hours to dry. I've found that it's actually taking longer if it's a really wet piece that I put down. Um, so I'm just kind of letting it dry at this point. I have one and three quarters of the boards done. And that literally is actually going to fill up that area that I have uh, available. So I'm trying to decide whether I do the, uh, the third one and kind of put it on some uh, supports and elevate it above one of the other boards. So you have to they take a bridge up to a second layer. I'm not sure at this moment, but um, yeah, I'm working on that right now and uh, trying to decide how I want to do that or if I don't want to do that third board at all. So I'll be deciding that over the next uh, couple days. It's going to be a fairly long process in the end because I'm waiting for it to dry. Then I'm going to paint it, probably put some texture on it, hot glue, some sticks and things, You know, maybe some trees and scenery. Uh, the other thing I did pick up at Walmart was their moss collection. This was an idea from Fresh Squeezed RC was to just buy the moss that they sell um, in like the the crafting area at Walmart. And so that was a great idea to get some green on there. Uh, and I bought a bunch of dowels and other things that I can use to make bridges and Things like that. So it's uh, it's turning out better than I actually expected it to. I didn't have high hopes for it, but Crafty McCrafterson is doing pretty good so far with it. Uh, now it's going to come down to painting it. Can I paint it very well? Uh, I kind of am one of those guys that just likes to get projects done. And so I might rush that. And I'm going to try not to, but I, I do like I want to get my bench back so I can work on some other videos. I get the new Freestyle RC um on axle servo mounts for my B50 by Sen Racing and so I want to show how that install goes but I need to get my bench back and right now it's got plaster and a whole bunch of craft supplies on it but uh you know it's all for the hobby you know the one hobby leads into learning a little bit of the other hobby and what's really great guys is YouTube in all of this right so some people come to YouTube they'll watch my videos to find out about RC's or maybe how to do something within RC Uh, and I do the same thing, but I also go on and I search how to make (laughs) mountains out of plaster or how to make scenic, uh, hills and things for railroad tracks. Just kind of the idea of where would these videos be in order to help me find out how to make them and, uh, lots of great stuff out there. So much helpful information. And so if you're looking to do something like this and make your own scale obstacles, For one, I think the plaster cloth is awesome. It's an easy way to do it. Um, It can be expensive, uh, but it actually goes quite a long ways if you get, like, the triple pack, and so it's, you know, it's a much longer piece of material. I get the 12 inches wide because I can cut it up into sections if I wanted to do uh, smaller pieces, but um, yeah, very, very impressed with how it works and how it's hardening, and it's going to be pretty cool, I think, when it's done. I've already been running it because I wanted to, before everything hardened or before I cleaned up too much, uh, I wanted to test the, the courses that I was making. And so once it got just hard enough and it's still a little bit tacky, I was driving the truck over it in case I wanted to add more uh, before I called it a night. So uh, so I've already gone over both of the sections that I have done, and it's really fun and there's, there's tricky sections in it, which is what I wanted. I don't want it to be a skate in the park. I don't want it to just look cool driving over it. I want it to be tough. I want it to knock people over, make you try several times to get through the course. And so, you know, I'll be ordering up a bunch of, like, scale cones that I can use to kind of designate where I have to go, which will make it even more challenging as I try to stay within the cones and follow the course that is laid out before me, so... Um, yeah, just kind of like encouragement guys. If you're looking to do something like this, this is a really easy way to do it. You're basically stacking boxes and crumpled up paper and, uh, putting this fabric over And, and where it's not even looking cool with the, the boxes and the, uh, the crumpled paper. Once you start putting this over it. You can add shapes and different things and kind of the way it lays a little bit differently using the paper cloth. And so you can get some really cool um, shapes and ways that it moves because of the way that it, it it kind of covers over gaps and things like that. And it's it's really cool. So, um, yeah, if you're into the micro crawlers, be sure to, uh, to check out the video when it comes out. Fresh Squeezed already has one kind of going through his process of how he did it. And, um, you know, I had a GoPro malfunction, unfortunately, on the second part, I was time lapsing it. The first time lapse I did, I was on the wrong side. And so it wasn't like the cool looking side of the hill. So this time I put it on the side I was looking at, um, but it only recorded for like a couple minutes and it didn't even keep doing the time lapse for the part where I was doing the plaster. So another GoPro fail just turns off whenever it wants to. It's, uh, one of the most annoying cameras you know, I thought I was over my hatred for GoPro cameras with the uh, the 7 because of the, you know, the stabilization it has. And there's, you know, it's really good footage when it works. But for the amount of times when I hit record and I'm just thinking it's recording and it didn't, it stopped for whatever reason or it locks up. Um, I just, I still can't trust that thing. So uh, bummed, I'm, I'm missing a whole section of the build that I did. And uh, I'm just going to have to do kind of a recap of what I did show the beginning and then talk about the process after and kind of show it in the completed stage. But um, I guess that's the break Break. sometimes. I saw that um, Harley had it happen to him in his last video over at Harley Designs as he's getting ready for their upcoming competitions they're going to. Um, and he was having an issue with his GoPro not recording. So uh, it, it seems to be a pretty common problem with him and um yeah frustrating anyway uh but this course itself building it has not been frustrating it's been a lot of fun i'm actually really enjoying the build process of it and uh, i actually ordered up some more of the plaster cloth i (laughs) i bought out my local hobby shop of it um so i had to order some in and um when i get that in i'll um continue building so Um, yeah, I've already got some videos up on Facebook. They're about three minutes long showing the first course and a little second section of the course. And I'll have more coming when I start working on this other section. I'm going to go to foam this time, get some hot glue working, and then, um, probably start working on some of the little other details for, uh, you know, fences and whatnot. I don't know how many I'll do, uh, because, I don't know how the layout's going to be yet and where the course is going to be, and I don't really want to block people off from going sections right now by putting fences up where I might want to travel through. But, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for tuning in to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Venom Power. Venom Power are the batteries that power my vehicles, and they've been good to me, and their batteries have been super great to use. I've been using them. That was the first LiPo I ever bought because of their UniPlug system, and I continue to buy them because of the UniPlug system. I can share them with pretty much anybody that I'm out running with, uh, but also I don't have to worry about changing out plugs on certain cars. I got the Rival MT10, came with a Dean's connector, which is plenty uh, of power or amperage going through it for the system in it, and so it's not worth me changing that over when I can just use my Uni 2.0 plug, guys. Uh, go from xt60 down to a dean's super simply and same with my smt10s that i had my old ones are still running dean's and i just rock those venom batteries lipos in there 2s3s and uh, drive batteries 5000 milliamps and uh, just killing it so uh, thank them for being a supporter of me and uh, ccxrc and this podcast so uh, hope you guys have a great, great weekend coming up and that you have some fun RCing.